welcome back for another episode of Clean Tech Talk, where we at Clean Technica interview clean tech leaders from around the world. With topics ranging from electric cars to climate change communication, you can listen to our full podcast series by visiting our website at cleantechnica.com. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Clean Tech Talk. I am Joe Boris, here with the Chief Innovation Officer of Radio Flyer, Mr. Tom Schlegel. How are you doing, Tom? Good, Joe. How are you? I, I'm doing very well. I don't know if you could tell I dropped into this like more professional kind of like speaking to adult tone talking about Clean Tech Talk versus <laughs> our last podcast that was a little bit more insane. But yeah, Tom, thanks for so much for coming on. For those of you that haven't been kind of looking at the micromobility and e-bike space, Radio Flyer, which of course we all know is Little Red Wagon people. If you've ever been to a farmer's market, you've seen, you know, loads of parents dragging these things around, whether they're the fold up or the, uh, you know, the fat tired ones. And recently, about last summer, Radio Flyer got into the e-mobility space and they did so with two e-bikes and a kick scooter, right? And these are aimed at adults. Yes. And Tom, being the chief innovation officer, probably had a pretty big role to play in that, didn't you? Yeah, you know, we've been uh, designing products for hauling kids and stuff for over 105 years. And as we looked at what was happening in the e-mobility space, we thought that there was an opportunity. We saw some of these cargo bikes that people were using to haul their kids around. And we thought that Radio Flyer was the right company to go after that space to really create a product that was designed specifically for families. Yeah, and I think you guys did a really good job with that. One of the things that is is tough when you look at the e-bike space, right? Because there's hundreds and hundreds of e-bikes out there. And it seems like there's a new manufacturer or at least a new brand coming out every couple of weeks. You know, do you feel like it's almost an unfair advantage to, uh, you know, have the radio flyer, you know, name associated with your products? Because like, you know, for the last hundred years, people have been growing up playing with radio flyer, little red wagons, and like, nobody hates radio flyer. Like everybody loves you guys. Yeah, there is a, there is a special emotional attachment that people have to the radio flyer brand. And we think it stems from just the experience that people have had with the Radio Flyer wagon. You know, often you were being pulled by someone you love to fun or some kind of a fun activity. And so that emotional attachment that people have with the brand has extended to our other products like tricycles and scooters and other ride-ons for kids. And so as we looked at the micromobility space, we thought there's a familiarity and a trust that people have with the Radio Flyer brand because we've been making durable products that last for so many years that that was a key attribute that people were going to be looking for in this space. So we thought it makes sense for us. Yeah, I, I think it's a great thing. And, and I, I chuckled a little bit <laughs> when you said tricycle. Uh, I, so I know the story about that a little bit. This was this came from Robert Payson, who's your, your chief wagon officer, your CEO. And people used to come up to him all the time and say, oh, man, I, I really loved my little radio flyer tricycle that I had when I was a kid. But that didn't exist. That was not a product that you guys had. And then finally enough people said it that either you or Robert said, man, this is a great idea. Like, we should just build this thing. And yeah, that was a radio flyer tricycle. Yeah, that was before I started. So people think that radio flyer made the trike uh, back in the 1950s, the little red tricycle with the dual step in the back on the rubber tires and the metal spokes. But 
But really what had happened is that product was cost reduced to the point where it lost some of those key features. So what Robert did was really recreate the trike from people's memories as a Radio Flyer classic trike that had the big bell, it had the metal spokes, it had the rubber tires, it had all the features that people remembered and wanted. And that was the classic Radio Flyer tricycle that we brought back. That's so awesome, man. That's so awesome. So I want to get back a little bit to really the reason why you're here is to talk to us about e-bikes and talk to us about kind of micro mobility in that space. You know, living where I live in the suburbs of Chicago, actually right down the road from you guys, you know, the, the big thing is, is getting people and stuff around town, just around the neighborhood. And when I look at your e-bike, it really seems like it was designed you know, for lack of a better term, it was designed for a guy like me who has kids to take places, who has stuff to take from one neighborhood to the other. Maybe you're doing a barbecue. Maybe you have, you know, you throw some beers in the back, you throw some you know, some meat and some chips in the back. And it, it kind of all focuses on your cargo bikes, what I consider its key feature. That's that rear kid basket that transforms, right? Can you tell us a little about that? Sure. We created a kit and cargo carrier for our long tail bike, the L885. And this kit and cargo carrier can convert from carrying stuff to hauling kids. So there's some fabric sides, there's the metal frame that is that is bolted to the rear rack, which is actually part of the bike frame. And then these fabric sides can be zipped up to create kind of a storage place where you can put three grocery bags back there, or they can zip down so that kids can sit in there. And then the fabric that clips down on the sides of the rear wheel kind of protect the kid's feet from the rear derailleur and the, and the spokes. And so that kid and, car- kid and cargo carrier was specifically designed for families and different uses of, uh, of the e-bike. Yeah, it's such a neat product. And there was something there that you said that you kind of went very quickly on that I I really want to focus in, which is the rack is integrated into the bike. It's part of the bike. So a lot of the e-bikes out there, I mean, I I know I have two e-bikes in my garage right now. The rack is something that is added to the frame. It's not an integral part of the frame, but your bike is a little bit different. The whole thing is built. It's not a long bicycle with a rack on it. The whole thing is built as a rack. Yeah, that's right. That was a key, some of the key design criteria from the very beginning was to integrate the battery into the frame so it didn't look like the battery was stuck on, and then also integrate the rack into the frame so that we can make sure that we optimize the amount of material for the strength and payload capacity that we were going to have. Often the rack is a bolt-on accessory, and you end up having redundant steel parts needed to have that, and we wanted to make sure that it was just optimized. And so you know, the L885, our long tail bike is a 400 pound total payload capacity for the bike. And the M880, wow. the mid tail version is 300 pounds. So it's a really sturdy rack that you can put a bunch of stuff on. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge number, right? You talk about like 400 pounds, you know, like if you had a little car, like you had a smart car or something, right? You know, you can't put 400 pounds of stuff into the back of a smart car and still get around, right? So, like, if you're looking at this in point of view of, like, replacing a car, even if you came up with, like, the most efficient little urban runabout, you're still doing a lot more than replacing it. You're actually enhancing the capabilities in this, like, urban space for, like, a, you know, a small family. Well, and it's more fun and more convenient as well as being uh, more sustainable. So, you know, looking at families' trips, there's a lot of trips that are in that 
kind of one to five mile range from, from house, whether it's school drop-offs or whether it's going to the T-ball game or whether it's going to the grocery store. You know, a lot of those trips that people are taking in their cars, their minivans or their SUVs uh, could be replaced by a cargo bike that had features for their family. So as we've talked to consumers who have bought the Flyer e-bikes, They've said, you know, school drop-off is so much more convenient and so much more fun. My kid loves it. We're able to zip in. We drive past the carpool line where people are just waiting to do school drop-offs, or I should say the school drop-off line. In some cases, it's 10 to 15 minutes just to wait in line to be able to get up to the front of the school to drop your kid off. Absolutely. We have, you know, in, in my neighborhood, there's like two Catholic schools and then obviously the public schools. And it's just gridlock for that like 20, 30 minutes around the school drop-off time for not only the people getting there, but the people running late, the people who are diverting from the traffic. Yeah. It's a nightmare. If, if you could get, you know, 10% of people to drop off their kids this way, it would be that much better. Right. So, you know, I I'm talking about the e-bikes and as I'm talking and I'm remembering that, you know, we have done actually on clean technica, we've done a lot of coverage of radio flyers relationship with Tesla. Because you guys also had the Model S and you developed that. More recently, you had the Cybertruck, or no, I'm sorry, not the Cybertruck, the Cyberquad. You guys were nice enough to let me come and, and try out one of, the, one of the prototypes, I guess. What else are you guys developing? I know you can't really tell me any like secrets, but I, I assume the, the love affair with Tesla is not over. Yeah, no, that relationship started back several years ago, and it's been a great relationship. We've partnered with the Tesla Design Studio back 2013-14 is when we started talking to them. We launched the Model S in 2016, and it was really the, the, the first entry of a kid's car with a lithium-ion battery, and it was really that experience with electric motors and lithium-ion batteries that led us to the e-bike to the e business and, and e-scooters because... We had the experience. We've been working with our battery manufacturer for over eight years now, and we've really figured out how to do uh, electric mobility. Yeah, and you know that's a great point. We talk about we we don't talk about the scooters as much, and I think that's probably just because I, I don't have that much experience with them. But this is actually a, a pretty high quality stout scooter. Like when I pick it up, it's not you know like a like a razor or a bird that you kind of just drop in the middle of the of the sidewalk and go. This is a much more substantial kind of thing that you get the feeling that's going to last for years and years. You've got the pneumatic front tire. The rear tire is rigid, I think, right? Yes. Yep. Because it's connected to the, to the hub motor. Oh, it's a hub motor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess these things don't really have like belt drives or anything. Right. So that's an interesting product. How is that going? Because I've seen some of the e-bikes around and obviously we were at, uh, you and I were in Long Beach together and we had the e-bikes riding around. Are the scooters taking off? Are those in, in production yet? People are buying those? They're in production. Yep. Selling on radioflyer.com. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I'll, I'll put a link to those. That's a neat one. We got to get that one. Uh, we got to get that one reviewed and we'll, we'll put some videos up in the show notes as well. Cause that's a neat product. You know, I guess overall, as you look at this, as you look at this space, you know, one of the things that always drives, I don't know if I should say drives me nuts. Cause that's a short drive. But, you know, we always talk about the persona when people are trying to market e-mobility. There's a, a big conversation about who is buying e-mobility, who is buying micromobility. It's always the, the young urban professional. It's that last mile commuter, you know, and what we found in the years that have been doing this, I've been talking to different people. 
there's actually an e-mobility product for everybody, whether it's an old retired guy who has a boat and he wants to have something to tool around on where he gets somewhere, someone who wants to put something on the back of their RV and they want to kind of go do the trails. And for you guys to really identify not a persona, not a specific person, but a family as a unit, you know, beyond the e-mobility space, but also in the e-mobility space, does that lead to a much different point of view? Because I feel, I do feel, and I believe this, that your products are different from some of the products from your other brands. It's like, what are some of the, what are some, and I mean, not to educate your, your competitors, but what are some of the ways that you look at a bike where you think another company is looking at a bike differently? Well, yeah, as you said, the urban commuter is a key part of the e-bike business. And we know that there's a lot of competitors in the e-bike space that are creating the bike that's best for a commuter. And we do have some people that have bought our, our bike for uses like that. So it's a, a, a single male, 30-year-old living in and where he's replaced his car with, with the e-bike. And so there will be people like that that just appreciate the durability and the design of the flyer e-bikes, but our focus was really on creating the best e-bike for families, whatever that family unit means. And often uh, we're finding that it's a grandparent that is is buying a bike because they want to haul their grandkids around, or it's a parent looking to haul uh, their kids and stuff to, like I said, the local events, whether it's sporting events or to school or just going out for recreation. It's just a fun way to go out and experience the world and explore your world in a very convenient way. Uh, you know, I had a bike trailer. I had four boys. They're older now, but when they were little, you know, I had a bike trailer and I would put them in the back of the bike trailer and go out for a ride. And they just, they loved it. And in a lot of ways, the long tail e-bike is just a more convenient way to get out and go for a ride. You know, it feels, it feels safer too. We had the, uh, the bike trailer for my kids when they were younger. And I always, always had this fear that they were just going to leap out of it, you know, cause you couldn't control them or with the long tail, you can kind of reach back and like, you know, give them a little whack if they start acting crazy. Well, and you're riding with them, you know, when they're right there behind you, you can actually converse with them. You can talk to them, you know, in the bike trailer, it's just, they're lower to the ground. They're further back there. It's almost like you, you're not really with, you're taking them for a ride. You're not riding with them. And with the long tail bike, it's almost like you're riding more with them where you can communicate and you can talk and they can say, you know, give it a boost, mommy, give it a boost or, you know, <laughs> do the turbo mode, you know, do the turbo mode. So that um, it's it, the conversation that you're describing is 100% accurate. That's so awesome. You know, and you mentioned something and I, I hate to keep doing this to you where we like go down and then I yank it back, but you say like really great stuff. And it's really obvious that this is the world that you live in, right? That this is how you think about things because you put a lot of density into a very small number of words. So you said the words, you know, we built this for the family, regardless of what that means. Right. And that could mean family can mean different things, to different people. So I always make fun of my buddy, John, because he doesn't have kids, you know, but he has dogs and he's got the little dogs and he keeps in this little backpack. It's like a purse, but there's a dog in it. And like, I, I always crack up when I see this. But he is one of the few people I know that has a flyer bike and he puts it right in the back of the kid and cargo carrier, clips it to the thing. And he rides around with his dog back there to go get groceries and everything else. And like, that's a family like, yes. that's you know, in, in the context of their lives and how they look at each other, that's a little family and it works perfectly for them. And I, I just love the concept of like 
we're not just talking about, you know, the husband and wife and 2.5 kids in suburbia. This is something that, you know, can apply to a lot of the modern take or the current take on what a family can be. And it's so much more inclusive. You know, do you, do you feel like there's a place for more e-mobility and more electrification of some other products? Like I, you know, the thing that I always see at, at uh, you know, like farmers markets and everything is the fold down the collapsible wagon, right? Like that's, that's the yep. new radio flyer innovation that everybody in suburbia has to have is this fold down wagon. You put the two kids in it and it's got the little sure. canopy, you know, are, are you guys looking at something like that where you might be able to assist people, make that easier? You want me to edit this out? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't talk about products that are still in development. So, but, but from in a broader sense, do you think that yes. we've seen? Do we? Do you think that e-bikes and scooters is where it ends, or do you think that there's more possibilities? No, I think the um, you know the cost effectiveness of electric mobility with uh, the cost of batteries and electric motors and the just the, the improvements that have taken place over the last five to 10 years in, in this space uh, lend itself to adding assistive power to a number of different product categories. Oh, what so a for great sure, we're phrase, looking, assistive power. That's so yeah. good. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at adding that to a bunch of different product categories. So <laughs> I'm sorry to talk about future product stuff. I know that that's, nobody wants to Osborne to themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> But you guys, I, I know you guys do some great stuff. Obviously, you know, my kids have, have all the radio flyer stuff. They have the old wagons, you know, the, the red, which I, you know, I call it an old wagon. It's like 10 years old, right? You know, we also have the go-kart, which we've written about as well. So it's always been a, a good time. So, you know, when you look at the e-mobility space again, and we talk about radio flyer and the brand, do you see a, a future in the coming years where someone from can go really cradle to grave. You know, we talked about General Motors being cradle to grave as far as Chevy to Cadillac being their first car, but you know, your first vehicle, your first wheels were probably radio flyer. And now we're at the phase where you can get into college and you can go past college. And now you're a young urban professional riding this bike and you're starting a family. You have a different radio flyer. You know, do you, I guess I can't really ask this without directly asking this. Are you going to build a car? Because <laughs> I mean, I feel like Radio Flyer would be more successful building a car than Apple would, right? Well, you know, Joe, we <laughs> have put uh, over a billion wheels out into <laughs> the market, and and you're right. You know, most people's first set of wheels was a Radio Flyer, and so we do. Uh, as we look at you know vision of 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 the future, we do think you know, often in terms of once a flyer, always a flyer and providing a set of wheels throughout the lifespan of, of a person, whether it's it's a one-year-old, you know, starting yeah. out with their walker or or a 10-year-old a riding their bike or or a 50-year-old hauling their, their kids around. So Man, I, I love that once a flyer, always a flyer. Like you can see the commercial, you know, like the little music and the kid on the walker, like the whole thing, the radio yeah. flyer logo the whole way. That's so awesome. You guys... Just if you're ever in Chicago and you have a chance to tour the radio flyer factory and actually see the wagons on the assembly line where they used to get painted, I mean, it is such a neat, and obviously it's not the factory now, now it's a lead building and it's a design center and everything, but it is such a cool experience. And I, I have never been anywhere where everybody is having fun 
And every time I'm over there, it's only been two or three times that I've been over there, but you guys are always smiling. You guys are always laughing. You must really love what you do. And, and to see that new product stuff and everybody having a great time and know that you're making a real difference and you are taking cars off the road and getting people excited about the outdoor outdoors and connecting people with their families in a way that, as you said, with the bike trailers and other things, you weren't connecting. You were just along for the ride. it's just so awesome to be out there. So again, you know, thank you so much for being a part of this. You know, we try to keep these things relatively short, but is there something that we can do to kind of follow along with what you're doing and kind of uh, support what you guys are doing and where can we go to check out some of the products as well? Sure. Yeah. Well, our website, radioflyer.com and we have a a separate section for the flyer e-bikes on our website. And of course we have uh, social media channels where we're posting updates on, on different product introductions or, or how to use their products. So radioflyer.com is the place to go. There you go. And it's all, uh, it's all direct to consumer, right? This is not in stores. It is. Yep. Direct to consumer. Cool. And then I'll ask one last question just for people who are listening in, because, you know, we did recently publish the Clean Technica e-bike guide and we had kind of our winners in, in each of the categories. And we, and we specifically point out the L885 as like, this is the one you want to get. Like it, the, the kid and cargo carrier is like the thing that makes this. It's so awesome. We love the bike. When someone orders this, how does it arrive? Does it come in a box? Do they have to assemble it? Does it come assembled? You know, just kind of some basic questions for anyone who might be interested. Sure. Yeah, it does ship directly to your home and it comes mostly assembled. So you do have to assemble the handlebars uh, just because of the way it's packed out in the box, but it's packed out really well so that it, you know, it shows up in, in one piece and, and you can assemble it yourself or you can arrange to have it assembled through our website. We have some different services that can come and assemble the bike for you if you, if you prefer that. And they ship within two business days. So we have them in stock and we're, we're ready to ship. Oh, wow. So that's interesting, too, because a lot of other companies are dealing with, you know, supply issues and things like that. And you're starting to see, you know, where you order it now and it's eight to 10 weeks out, 12 to 16 weeks out. So you guys are shipping right away. That's awesome. Do you think that that comes from just being a bigger company that you can leverage yourself that way and kind of have that inventory? Yeah, it's just something that we planned when we introduced it. We wanted to make sure we have the inventory ready to go for people. Awesome. All right, Tom, thank you so much again. It's radioflyer.com. Check out what they're doing. They're doing some incredible stuff, which obviously longtime listeners of uh, Clean Tech Talk will know and longtime readers of Clean Technica will remember seeing Zach's kids in, on the uh, Tesla, my kids on the Cyber Quad. So it's always very good stuff. And again, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe. And uh, again, Tom, thanks so much. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for listening to Clean Tech Talk. Join us next time to get your electric fix. If you would like to sponsor our podcast, send us an email at accounts at cleantechnica.com. That's A-C-C-O-U-N-T-S at cleantechnica.com. Thanks. Walk, 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 walk,